Well, it's been a crazy week for Cardinal baseball. We think about a team in need of pitching, yet our obsession was Juan Soto, and I was guilty of that. I mean, it's an organization that we always want to be bold. Every once in a while, they'll step out. They're in the Stanton talks. They're going to get David Price, and then it doesn't happen, and I think the fan base has sort of gotten used to being runner-up on some of the big deals, and thankfully so. I mean, thankfully, Jason Hayward didn't take your money. Thankfully, David Price didn't take your money. But I think the Soto dream, when that sort of died, people thought, oh, no, we're just we're just not going to do anything exciting. And then you hear the name Jose Quintana, and you're like, okay, that's that's a solid move. And it came out Monday night. The deadline's on Tuesday. And I think people are like, all right, that's not bad. That helps. And then Jordan Montgomery may not be a household name in St. Louis, but you look at he's pitching for the Yankees, and he's making a lot of starts. They're pretty good, and he's in their starting rotation. Maybe we got something here. So you roll the two together. It's not as exciting as Juan Soto, but maybe it was more necessary. And I'm guilty of it. I talked about Soto all the time. I'd love to see this team be bold while Goldschmidt and Arenado are in their prime. Can you imagine having Juan Soto as an addition? It was sort of appealing to think about, to talk about. But now a week later, you get to digest it, and you say, boy, that that Quintana-Montgomery combination into this rotation – is absolutely what they needed. But I'm fascinated by what they call the art of the deal. How did it go down? How do you have talks with Washington about Juan Soto while also saying, hey, somebody get me pitching? So the Kilcoin conversation is with John Mozalock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, and it's largely focused on just that. How does a trade happen? Because I've always wondered, Hey, we'll give you so-and-so and so-and-so. We do that on the sports open line when we call in, right? Does a GM say, hey, you want my third-string catcher? No, not really. Or does the team say, hey, we want so-and-so? And especially with Montgomery on a first-place team, how do you even know they would trade him? And he's under contract for next year. It's not an obvious rental. Quintana, a veteran guy on the Pirates, it's obvious he's going to be available. They'll get whatever they can. They're going nowhere. His deal's up at the end of this year. But a guy like Montgomery, that intrigues me. So we talked to John Mozellick about the process. How do they know who's available? Is there this sort of delicate dance about what players you offer and what players they're asking for? Who goes first? You know, because you could offer them the proverbial bag of balls and like, okay, we actually, you know, we would take that Jordan Walker kid. Click. Hello? Hello? Uh, and Mo doesn't get in historically to specifics about, well, they asked for Walker on the soda deal and we walked away. But there was that line that Michael Gersh, the GM, said one year is we have a puke point. And that's when they back out. And that could be in terms of contract talks, you know, free agent and salary, or in terms of prospects being offered. So it's been a fascinating week in seeing the Cardinals sort of reshape their rotation but also, I think, reframe everyone's opinion about this team. Part of that's Molina's back, his leadership. Um, we talk about that all the time in the clubhouse. He's not somebody in the media we talk to all the time or hear from. But when you talk to the players in that room, Nolan Arenado has probably been the most vocal this week about what it's like having Molina back. And he does hold guys accountable. And the pitchers are going to be – there's nothing against Andrew Kisner or Austin Romay, but who do you want behind the plate – when it's the eighth or ninth inning, you're trying to get the Yankees out. You're trying to get some big outs. I want Molina to be the guy behind the plate. So he comes back. Paul DeYoung all of a sudden is rejuvenated. So it's a lot of things rolled into one. But this conversation with Mo is about the deadline. 
is about the idea, is this year different? Because this window with Goldschmidt, Arenado, do you have a different pressure point to cash in while you can? And how involved is Bill DeWitt? I mean, the owner has been very involved over the years. He's 80 now. I would think he still is either on the phone or in the room saying, don't trade Walker or go ahead, trade Walker. So Mo gives us a little bit of insight into how that all goes down behind the scenes. It's the Kilcoin Conversation presented, as always, by Triad Bank, St. Louis-based bank since 2005, that original spot right there on Clayton Road in Frontenac, and now a second location on Olive just west of 270. Neighborhood-friendly banks, so home loans, car loans, business loans. Talk to the CEO, Jim Regna. Anybody on his team can hook you up. Or go to the website, triadbanking.com. Marita Villa Senior Living, they're located at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Boy, they love it when the Cardinals make an October run. The fountains turn red out front. In fact, Red lived there. Red Shandy for many years lived at Marita Villa. He was on the board, great friends with Fred and Mary Kay, the owners there. They love their baseball. I'm sure they're excited about the Cardinals' increased chances of having a fun October. Marita Villa Senior Living, Villa Estates, assisted living, all types of senior care. Take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. Appliance discounters, they have the best appliances at the lowest prices. What a great combination, great service. And they get things delivered quickly to you. They can do that because they have the 80,000-square-foot warehouse in downtown St. Louis. That means there's no supply chain issues. Everybody's sick of that phrase. Go to Appliance Discounters. Any of the five locations around town are on the web. TheAppliancedscounters.com. Their savings are your savings. General Electric rebates available. Get in that search engine. Type in General Electric. Washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator. GE Brands, rebates available, theappliancediscounters.com. And B&G Tuck Pointing, they're the best in the bricks. My guy, Jim Woodcock, loves that pause there. It's dramatic for a reason. They are the best in the bricks, but also waterproofing, foundation repair. You can go online to bgtuckpointing.com or get a free estimate at 363-0525-314-363. 0525 Rich Galati, BG, those are his daughters, Bella and Gabby. He named it after them. It's a family run business. BGTuckPointing.com. And now our visit with John Mozalak, the Cardinals president of baseball operations. Take us back, though, a week ago, the trade deadline looming. You knew you had to get some help. Would you describe it as pressure? Was it any different this year, the deadline? You know, a lot of people ask me that question in terms of, of like, do you feel like you have to do something just to do something. And and the answer is no, you don't. But you are trying to do things that, that you think will make you a better club, but you also have to understand what those acquisition costs look like. And, you know, we were very clear from, from the very onset of this trade deadline that we were looking for innings. So, you know, when we were talking with other clubs, they, they, they knew what we were searching for. And so when you go back a week ago, you're right, I would not have taken your call. Um, and then number two, at that point, you know, they were, the teams are still trying to figure out what they could actually get in return. And so, as, as you recall, we were able to, to get Quintana done um, Monday evening, which was, was really actually a great relief because at least we knew we, had, we got a starter, we knew we had someone that, that we could count on for innings the rest of the way. But then as we you know, turn the page to Tuesday, we still were, were chasing a few things. And, and so for, 
for it to come to a head and, 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 and to, to get Montgomery done, you know, in those final minutes of the trading deadline was something that, um, you know, we really thought we'd benefit from. And uh, hopefully between Montgomery and Quintana, you know, we get some key innings down the stretch. How does it play out? Do you call the Pirates or somebody on your staff and say, hey, is Jose available? Or do they put the word on the street? How do you essentially know somebody's available? Yeah, so so basically we have a few people in our office that are running point with, with different clubs. And so we split it up to make it a little bit more equitable so it's not like one person has everything to do. And then um, And then from that point on – depending on how much traction we get, how serious it gets um, towards the end, that usually is when I get involved in it. But um, there's a lot of groundwork done prior to that, and and so ultimately um, there's a lot of people that that are working on it. But in this particular case, uh, in Quintana, um, you know, it was one of those where I I think they were just trying to see what their best return would be. They knew they had – a valuable piece in the market, and I think they were just trying to be patient and, and know exactly what they could get in return. And, and do they say, "All right, we'd like that Oviedo kid. We like Nunez," or do they say, "What are you offering?" Who who makes the first move in terms of what's on the table? Yeah, it's funny. Like everybody's different. In other words, some teams want you to to tell them what you're willing to give, and other teams are very targeted. and And so it just depends on on who you're dealing with. And, and so, you know, it is helpful, I feel, sometimes when, when well, teams will tell you what they're looking for. But, um, you know, either dance is, is doable. And, uh, you know, we certainly understand uh, the different approaches everybody takes. Because you don't want to put out too much, oh, crap, they would have taken less. Like, you don't – it's almost like a card game, right? You don't want to show your hand. Right. And, and, and you know, look, that, that does happen in this business where you sometimes feel like, oof. But, you know, if you, if you do it enough and you make enough deals, there's going to be a few that, that end up being like, oh, boy, right? Because it, it, it's almost like if you're, if you're not doing enough deals, it's almost like you're not trying, but you're going to have some failures in there. And, you know, you're trying to mitigate that as best you can. But, um, you know, we're far from perfect. But yet we do feel pretty good about this past. So Quintana, in Quintana, I think people assumed he's the kind of guy available. But I think Montgomery felt like it came out of nowhere. That's on a first-place team. How do you find out even that they would consider – do you guys kick the tires? Say, Any chance or is an agent put it out there? How do you even know that that move no, could happen? Right. So on that particular one, Mike Gersh was, was dealing with the Yankees. And, you know, he was very clear that we were looking for innings. And, and obviously they're a team that, that um, has pitching both – in the rotation and in the bullpen. And then on top of that, um, they had just traded for Montas. And so, you, you know, I think when they were looking at what we could possibly do with them, you know, they, they targeted a player um, by the name of Bader, and then we were able to come up with a deal there. So um, did it happen late? Yes. I don't want to say it was just that last day, but it was something that we were talking about prior to uh, the final day, but we were able to get it over the, the, the finish line um, right before the, the deadline expired. If you get one of them, it helps. You get both, I think it's maybe more of a altering, you know, your playoff chances and your chances to win. I mean, how much different is it to get both done as opposed to just one of them? Well, I think when you look at our rotation, um, you know, we, we were definitely – struggling at times when, when we when we were rolling it over 
um, every fifth day. And I think like, you, you saw the benefit really with what Polante was able to do out of the bullpen the other night. And, you know, having that type of resource when you didn't a week earlier, it's, it, it obviously is a, a nice and, and, and something of a luxury to have. And I think it just really strengthened our rotation for what we were able to do as well as improve our bullpen. Does it remind you at all, 2014, you get lackey. That was a really, it was a big deal, too, because Craig went out, Kelly went out, it shook up the clubhouse a little bit. This one seems to both moves have brought a bounce to the clubhouse. I'm not saying it's the reason you swept the Cubs and the Yankees, but there did seem to be a different vibe. Is that a fair comparison, maybe, in terms of 2014, where it really was a big deadline week for you guys? I think I think the way I would summarize that or, or articulate it on, on what you're saying is it's, it's when you're trading something off your major league club to get help for your major league club, it 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 does reverberate downstairs. Um, I think the back in, in in 2014 it might have been a little bit more dramatic because there were a couple guys coming off and they were healthy players and they were producing players. Whereas you know this year was a little different with with Bader in the sense that he hadn't played with us for over a month and and so might have been a little bit less dramatic but you know look he's still a really good player um you know we're going to try to do our very best to, to backfill for that and you know someone like Newbar stepping up over this past week was great to see you were pretty candid last week post deadline we were all sort of obsessed with Soto for a few weeks around here maybe everybody fans media and, and when you get in those kind of talks it's an obviously it's a unique situation Again, with the prospects and what they're asking for, do you have? I think Mike Gersh famously said, "There's a puke point where we know we're out." You know, is that still the deal when it's a name of that caliber? The ask is going to be great. Is there a quote line that you say, "Okay, we can't cross"? You know, I think the biggest thing or most important thing to understand in those types of discussions is, of course, you're always going to know, you know, when's when, but. More importantly, I think it was such a fluid situation because they they really had like a lot of options. One is they could have um, um, not traded the player. Two, they could have gone back and tried to re-sign the player. And all of this was on a time frame that wasn't predicated by, oh, he's going to be a free agent in two months, right? So they had a lot more flexibility or leverage to decide what, what they were going to do with the player. And then to sort of echo the point of, of when's when, what I wanted to understand is what if the market didn't quite develop the way they wanted, and yet they still wanted to move the player. So the most important thing was just to make sure that we were in the game, understood what the game looked like or, or the market looked like, and then ultimately um, it would be their decision which what direction they wanted to go. Was it tricky, though, to be somewhat in on that and knowing, hey, I still need pitching over here? Like, did you still, even if you were in on that player – you knew you still had to get something else done? Yeah, obviously we had multiple players being talked about in multiple deals. And so, you know, the timing of how some of these things fall is, is also critical. But I think in our case we were pretty fortunate because of, of the way things went down. And plus, you know, that night, Monday night, I was made aware of, of what was happening with Washington. So that kind of freed us up for Tuesday. And a deal at that high level would be a blockbuster if something did go down. Is that something you're talking to Bill DeWitt about? How much is he involved when it's, you know, prized prospects, too, that could be in the mix? Uh, yes and yes. Um, 
yeah, he would definitely be aware of, of those kind of discussions, um, not just from the, the prospect price point, but also, you know, what are the likelihood of, of being able to retain that talent when they do are about to hit free agency. So, you know, those kind of conversations were, were going on quite a bit. And, and I think you're always aware of sort of the conversation or what's being said, enough to so that you knew to tell Dylan Carlson, hey, you're not being traded. So how do you even know that? You have, I mean, you guys are always pretty in tune with what's being said, which is healthy, not obsessed with it, but aware. Obviously, you guys knew his name was getting kicked around. How rare is that that you go to a player and say, hey, you may hear some stuff. It's just not true. Um, I probably do it annually um, because, you know, annually the, the, there's lots of rumors that flow. I mean, obviously with, with the, the, the social media world that we live in today, things are, are way different than it might have been 10 or 15 years ago. So, you know, the approach of how you, you treat the clubhouse is just something that I'm cognizant of and, and just want our players to understand the transparency, if possible, I can share with them. And would you say your team went from being good to very good? I mean, the Yankees turn, you know, that's a pretty good litmus test there. How much different do you feel about your club now a week later? You know, I, I think my answer to that is, is, is simply that, that during any season, there's always ups and downs. So, you know, never get too high, never get too low. But, you know, from the day we broke camp to where we are today, we've always believed in this club. And so, you know, Seeing it the way they played over the last weekend is, is great to see. Um, obviously, we needed to continue having contributions from somebody like, you know, Paulie D back in the big leagues is, is awesome. But, you know, these are the things that we need to have happen for us to, to, to really play deep into October. And so if this is a, a small slice of what that looks like, you know, hopefully we can replicate it and continue it. And would you say that the critique is that you guys are always kind of pragmatic or smart? And these moves are really good moves. They're not flashy. Like Soto, that's a bold, flashy move. What do you think is a fair – like? and I said this to Bill the third that the argument is the Cardinals are always good but not quite great. Is that a fair critique, or do you feel you've done enough to be great? <laughs> I, I, I don't have the arrogance to answer that um, in the sense of, of – we feel we put ourselves in a position to be competitive. We also know there's a lot of things that have to go right to, to go deep. And, you, you know, getting into October is the most important step. And then, then the next most important step becomes having success in October. So I'm not going to judge myself or, or pat myself on the back. I know lots of things can happen. I know that, you need good fortune in a season to truly be successful. And, you know, we've had some tough ups and downs already this year. But hopefully uh, as we march into these last two months, we can get hot, stay hot, and uh, um, play deep. All right, this is the last one. In terms of, you know, getting in, making a run, do you ever look at windows? Like, hey, Nolan's this age, Goldschmidt's this age. Do you ever look at when you always want to be having prospects in the system coming your way? But do you see, you know, hey, it's maybe – Wayno's last year and Goldschmidt's an MVP. Did you ever look at a season and say, boy, we're in a different window now? And Or is it always about a two- to three-year window? Yeah, I don't use the word window ever. Um, you know, we've, we've been, you know, for lack of a better phrase, potentially, um, I was going to say, perpetually pretty good for years. Um, so, I, I obviously, I recognize that we're going to have some 
change of faces, change of names as we as we turn the calendar into 2023. But you know, I think uh, there's a lot of excitement on this club, and I think for the next two months, that's going to be our focus. Mo, thanks for the time. I think this has been our most professional, informational visit maybe ever. Well, that's good. <laughs> one of us is mature, and the other one's trying. I'm trying. That's all I can say. I'm trying. All right, thanks for the time. All right, buddy. Be well. I do think that's about the most informative talk. Normally, we are a little more sarcastic, back and forth, uh, poking each other a little bit, but I really wanted to kind of dig in as much as we could. I'd love a half hour to get into the art of the deal. And I'd love to get even more specific. You know, the Nationals said, give us Walker, give us Win," and they just, you know, okay, okay, enough, enough. I'd love to know. And they've never done that. And and the Cardinals are pretty good, too, about not even leaking stuff, about who. Then agents do a lot of that. Some other teams, when they're trying to drum up the price for their player, will do that. You know, Mo, as you can tell, and people, he's got plenty of critics, people who have listened to him talk or seen him talk over the years, he does keep it pretty close to the vest. And his, his team that he works with, his front office team, they all kind of fall in line. They don't. There's not a whole lot that leaks out of there. Um, if there is some talk about a deal with Arenado maybe going down, it's probably coming out of Colorado before it's coming out of St. Louis. But hopefully you enjoyed the visit with John Mozeliak about uh, improving the club. And one thing we've said for years in different forums, TV, radio, you may not like the Cardinals' approach, which is – to build from the farm system, to hold on to those prize pieces, prized pieces as much as possible. But that is their model. And they'll make moves like Quintana and Montgomery to get better, even if it's not bold or splashy. It's sort of what they do. And I do think they improved. I don't know that they would have predicted a 6-0 week with the Cubs and Yankees, but the immediate results certainly look good. Let's hope it is a deep October run. We appreciate Mo hopping on and Try and get them on again, maybe in September, as we get closer to a true playoff push. All of the Kilcoin conversations available at scoopswithdannymack.com, also on Spotify and iTunes. Later this week, it's our Tales from Canton. We had fun with this a year ago at the Pro Football Hall of Fame when Isaac Bruce went into the hall, catching up with some of his former teammates. And this year, Dick Vermeil, the Super Bowl winning coach, I'm sure folks are well aware, went into Canton. But we don't talk to him. We've done a lot of that recently but this is just a little snippet with a bunch of folks who knew him well his former boss john shaw who never leaves la john shaw was in canton john shaw's best friends with al michaels which is so weird and i said al michaels told me you never leave california he said martin it's very rare that's why it's such a special occasion to be here with coach for but isaac bruce kevin carter ricky prohl Mike Jones, Jay Zygmunt, all part of our Tales from Canton. That'll be coming out later this week, also on scoopswithdannymack.com. Appreciate all of our great sponsors for the Kilcoin Conversation. Triad Bank, since 2005, based in St. Louis, which means all of the decisions are made right here in town. B&G Tuck Pointing, make those bricks look new again. Your home, your garage, your chimney. They tweet out a lot of before and after pictures, which is great because you can see the difference it makes to get the tuck pointing done. The best in the bricks, bgtuckpointing.com or 363-0525. Appliance discounters, not just great appliances at low prices, but also awesome service team. So if you have repairs needed, call appliance discounters. And instead of calling an 800 number and booking an appliance repair for a week or two weeks from now, we'll get out there in a couple of days, get things fixed. Theappliancediscounters.com. 
And Marie Davila Senior Living, this is the beautiful spot in West County, 60-acre campus. They've been there since 1960. Take a virtual tour at mariedavilla.com. That's it for the Kilcoin Conversation. We'll talk to you again later this week.